we're pretty adaptable and we could evolve and find positives out of anything. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. I got involved in surfing, you know, when I was four years old. And my dad shared his love for surfing and the craft of the sport with me. And um, I've always been a very competitive, uh, self-disciplined individual and love challenging what I was capable of, whether it was in my academic sports or um, any endeavor, really. I like to see where I max out and break through those moments. And um, so I started competing when I was nine years old and ended up doing my first world tour event. I received a wild card at the age of 14, um, had my first U.S. Open win in 2009, the year before I graduated from high school. Mm. And uh, fast forward to today, I've been on the world tour for, gosh, I think this year will be year 11. If I'm counting my COVID, the COVID <laughs> year, which uh, we did end up competing, but it still kind of counts, <laughs> I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, so now I'm here today. I've been world runner up a few times. And obviously I have massive goals of getting a world title. That's been a dream of mine since, you know, I was a kid with uh, <laughs> a goal at in fourth grade when I'm like, yeah, I want to be a pro surfer and get a world mm. title. Mm. Didn't know what that entailed, but uh, been fairly close a couple times and still on that mission. But um, now I'm on this new endeavor with entrepreneurship uh, with Sea Tiger, and it's a massive passion project. You know, I've always prided myself on positive energy and being of a high frequency and sharing what I love with others and bringing joy to others lives. And, um, for me, I utilize my brand to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's been a lot of fun and a lot of learning. So that's a little pint sized uh, life of court (laughs) with, uh, you know, that those endeavors. And then obviously I've only been able to do that because I have a loving family Mm -hmm. that's always been very supportive. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so great. I can already tell in this conversation, my brain's already going like, dadgummit, I just wish I had that upbringing just surfing all the time. You said you started surfing when you were four? Yeah, I started surfing when I was four. Um, But what's interesting is a lot of individuals, I think they uh, have a perception that I surfed every day. Mm. And I actually, till I was on the world tour, I only surfed on the weekends. Mm. And because I went to school Monday through Friday and the whole goal was on Friday, I'd finish my homework before I got home and I was waxing my boards, getting my suit ready so I could surf all day, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. And then I would go to school on Monday and pretty much repeat that till I qualified. Um, but yeah, I, I born and raised Santa Ana. Um, everyone in my hometown played soccer and they wonder why I had tan lines around my neck, <laughs> you know, because of my wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. So, Courtney, I'm interested to hear um, 
so you started this sea tiger um venture and so um could you walk me through um and the listeners through i guess the decision making process um really what is sea tiger media what is it that you want to do with it and um how that and um your pro surfing career that's still active how that kind of work hand in hand yeah so uh i i had the nickname little tiger since i was four years old um competing in martial arts Mm. and uh, i just have always had that fight and that raw power to just never back down never give up and when i qualified for tour i created a business name uh sea tiger s-e-a-t-i-g-e-r and my whole coming behind and creating a sea tiger you know for me it's a totem or a spirit animal a place of strength and when i started to build out um the brand it's a coffee art brand actually and i i came from a place of passion you know i would actually make French pressed coffee in my locker in high school mm-hmm. at Sage Hill. Mm-hmm. I have friends that could vouch. I would, I would have uh, <laughs> my thermos that I would uh, do a midday cup of coffee because I was burning on both ends um, in high school, you know, pursuing my academics. And then I did track and field cross country and was competing and surfing and would train uh, for surf training. So my schedule was pretty maxed out. And so I had this passion for coffee and I was a bit obsessed with it. (laughs) In high school, I'm like, you know what, someday maybe I'll start a coffee brand. And then COVID hit and I I was coming off of three back-to-back really um, bad concussions. And I, I mean, I've lost count of how many concussions I've had. Mm. And, um, but the third one that happened back to back in like seven months time, which is pretty close for impacts of, uh, that severity. And I ended up not surfing for like about 10 months and it started going into the whole COVID shutdown and everything. And, while I was having that time out of the water, um, I had a lot of time to process what I wanted to create, what I wanted to do, how I wanted to move forward with the brand that I had and just didn't really have time to build out. And I went, you know what, I'm going to learn all the aspects of coffee, find the best roasters in my area and create something that I love, generate all the art that's on the branding and have a piece of my love and passion put onto something I could share with others to hopefully bring them joy and um, inspire them to go out there and, you know, conquer the day. And so that's where Sea Tigers Coffee side came out. And, um, you know, I've always been someone who, um, my mom, when I would go to school, she would always put a note in my lunchbox just telling me she loved me Mm. and it always put a smile on my face and so within the branding of seed tiger there's all these little notes within the branding that are pretty subconscious but it's just like a little signature that 
you know, we care about you and you're strong and you're capable and know that you can overcome anything. Yeah. I think that's really important right now with, you know, the climate our society's in is, you know, to realize you're capable and no matter what's going on around you, um, you know, if it's raining, get those rain boots on and dance around in puddles or, you know, batten down the hatches when you have to, and then learn to, uh, shine and be the light and sometimes some of the dim moments so no that's great i you know i i you're so spot on with that and with what people have been going through in the last 18 months because i mean we are as humans i think about this a lot but we're more resilient than i think we give ourselves credit for but we do need the reminder of that every so often so that's really cool you're doing that through your the coffee and all that i I love that yeah yeah you know uh during 2020 when I saw some of the stuff going on and one of the side effects that I had with my concussion was vertigo, which mm. being a surfer is a bit of a scary thing. You know, I would get seasick wow. <laughs> when I go into the ocean. Mm. And um, as I was coming back, I decided, you know, how can I inspire through action and how can I um, influence with creating something so i decided with my brother i was like ryan you know what do you want to paddle from catalina to huntington pier because we could social distance and no matter what like it's all good and it won't get shut down is pretty much what mm-hmm. and we could raise money for like feeding america and a better chance through this process and it was with sea tiger as I was getting uh, things rolling. And so he and I trained with our buddy Landon for seven weeks nonstop and captured content um, to just show people like, you know, no matter what, you can come from, well, I came from having full vertigo, I came floating in water, um, to figuring out, breaking through that, and then having the capability and capacity in myself to paddle it was supposed to be 32 miles but we picked a interesting line and it ended up going 35 (laughs) but at that point it's like an extra three miles whatever just keep paddling you know you'll get there um that's still so so we ended up doing that yeah yeah yeah, it was so far i look at the island now and i'm like wow we paddled from there that's crazy it was catalina (laughs) to hunting huntington yeah, from two harbors to Huntington uh, Pier. And wild. yeah, but what I found was really cool was like the thing that Sea Tiger embodies is like being showing yourself what you're capable of and being able and willing to challenge yourself. And when you have those moments where um, you reach those cliffs or those barriers that you need to bust through or figure out how to get across, you know, you can find a way you just sometimes have to uh, adapt and evolve. And, you know, I think these past couple of years have shown us, you know, we're pretty adaptable and we could evolve and find positives out of anything. So, yeah. Yeah. You were talking earlier about, um, I believe it was your surfing career and you said you were, um, had big goals and, do you find that um, 
to achieve anything, you have to set goals. Are you really a lot looser with that term? Like, um, just how, because you've achieved some amazing things mm. in your life and going to achieve more. And I wonder if it's because you were like structured every day and did X, Y, and Z, or if it was just like you just did what felt right at the time and you mm. ended up accomplishing these amazing feats. Yeah, I, you know, I've always set goals and I've always created steps to get to my destination. Um, but with that being said, sometimes you have to adapt your road and pave little ways, you know, and when I was younger, uh, where I came from and my upbringing, there wasn't really a script on, hey, this is how you can be a pro surfer. And half the time it was like, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. I was told that so many times, like, you're, you're not good enough. And you're from Santa Ana. You're an inlander boohoo you know and I'm just like no that's not true and I will find a way and for me I always you know it's kind of like you look at a ladder and it has all these steps to get you to the top of the ladder it's probably the simplest way of looking at how to get to your the top you know and you take one step at a time and you don't you know, try to jump to the top right away because then you'll end up stumbling down, you know. And for me, I've always been someone who trusts the steps I've created for myself and saw them through and uh, learned when to adjust and evolve. Um, but yeah, there's always, for me, a setting of goals. You know, I've created one-year plans, three-year plans, five-year plans since I can remember, you know, and, do and you, that's do you the like, only way I got where I was. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Do you think that, I mean, have you written those down? Do you have like a life vision? Do you get that, um, I guess detailed with it, or do you just have those always in the back of your mind? What's that process like? You know, um, recently it's, it's, funny you ask that because I kind of look at life like I've been rock climbing now for a couple years <laughs> and you know when I look at life and rock climbing you know you create your beta and then once you start moving you stay in the present you never kind of look too far ahead you stay in the moment that you're at and you focus on that and you don't look down and you kind of just look at where you're going and where it, you are in that moment in time. And I find when I do that, I end up sending my clients and the same goes for life. You know, when you're, um, you want to plan ahead and you want to have structure in that matter, at least from my perspective, I believe having, a little bit of structure, it works for me as an individual, but I am very creative. So having that um, frame is a good thing. And then, but then there's that point where you have, you know, as you evolve through life, I feel like you're growing and evolving as an individual. So things might slightly change and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like I definitely stay in the moment mm. um, because it's 
to me, like it's the gift to be in the present, you know, my grandpa actually passed away yesterday Mm. and I, you know, I, I look back at how he lived and I was just like, wow, he was one of the kindest, most sincere, genuine men I know other than my dad, Mm. but he enjoyed every step of the way, you know, and he lived the life that he wanted to live, not that someone told him. And for me, I feel like that's how I want to apply, you know, Mm. everything I do is stay in the moment and, um, creating the life I want to live and the life I want to lead. Right. Sorry about your grandpa. Yeah. Our condolences. It was a bit of a shocker, you know, the ticker went and, ouch. Um, but he had a beautiful life. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was like a classic Italian stallion with, with the, yeah. the white platinum hairdo, uh, um, <laughs> you know, but he was very inspiring and he was an entrepreneur himself. And, mm. um, you know, I, I look, I look up to him, you know, yeah, and, yeah. but he's now off to his next journey yeah. and, you know, He'd want me to keep pushing and keep a smile on and leading a positive, positive life. I wonder, so I'm, I'm going to butcher this author's quote. Actually, I'm not even going to introduce the quote because <laughs> I jack it up. But um, Robert Greene, he's an author that writes books about power and war and um, art of seduction. So he takes uh, viewpoints from events in history and then relates it in simple terms to us to understand and in the I think it's called the art of war 33 rules the art of war something like that um he talks about and zoo? uh no um look it up it's Robert Greene and war can't really remember the name and title okay um and in the, the first couple of chapters I think it's chapter two he talks about um being in the present and how you can have these lofty goals Five year in five years, I want to be the CEO of a whatever company, or in five years, I want to climb Mount Everest. But he said, if you don't attack the um, what's right in front of you, it's kind of pointless to um, see this long goal down the road. That it really has caused me to kind of change how I even set goals. Not that I don't have like a vision of what I want my life to be in five years, but like. Is it really all that pointless getting all that worked up about where you want to be and who you want to become if you can't attack the things that are mm. in front of you today? Yeah. Man, I feel like some people, you know, I'm there there is a moment where I was I'm I'm very meticulous and I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist to an extent because the one thing I learned with starting Sea Tiger is like sometimes you just gotta jump. Mm. You know, you, you don't need to leap, but you got to move, you know, and you got to start somewhere and you don't need to know how to do every aspect of everything to get started. And you can learn as you're evolving and building and creating and moving, but the best way to get learning is by doing and acting and, you know, generating and you know, sometimes I feel like some individuals, you'll set this lofty goal and then you'll be like, okay, that's a huge goal. Mm. 
and oh i'll start tomorrow you know <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. or you like end up being i'll get to that in 2022 yeah. yeah you know i'll start tackling that in 2022 and then if you actually just kept biting off that one percent every single day next thing you know you'll probably accomplish that goal a lot sooner than you'd expect mm. and you know um i i've just found like the best thing to do is to follow your gut to create goals but don't allow them to you know stun you <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and be okay with making mistakes and just learn from them you yeah. know we all make mistakes and the best thing to do is to just keep learning and be open to learning and growing i think i i'm a mass i i've been learning to how to be a master of learning, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, I always want to create and learn new things. So then I have other avenues where I could grab knowledge from. And sometimes, you know, you go down a rabbit hole and you end up learning something, um, you know, through for me, like rock climbing for me taught me a lot about just, you know, trusting and moving. And, um, you know, it's taught me a lot for my surfing, for my company and how to inspire others to believe in themselves, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, um, the name of the book was 33 strategies of war by Robert Greene. So, um, wow. I'll but have it, to read that one. Yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant man, so I don't understand about half of it, but, um, the parts where he's explaining his interpretation of it, um, is, I don't know. It's, it, it's unique, um, versus what I've heard my whole life about setting like smart goals. And, um, not that any of that's bad. I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Courtney, I was um, kind of, as you've been telling your story, I was thinking about this because it's so relevant to a lot of why we wanted to kind of have more conversations um, in this format like podcasting. And But our our company, we do IT recruiting and we truthfully started, it was birthed out of um, COVID. I mean, we, Matthew was, um, uh, he can get in his story later if he wants to, but Matthew was in IT and I was in sales and we just, we talk every day, we're brothers. So we are like, why don't we get into this business together? And it just kind of birthed in that way. And um, we talk to candidates all the time that have are changing career paths halfway through their career life, truthfully, and they're learning, having to learn new skills for these new career paths they want to take. Is there any skills that you've kind of learned as you're starting Seed Tiger and maybe you're in your entrepreneurship that's much different from obviously what you were needing to do for yourself as a, uh, as a professional surfer. Are there some skills that you've kind of learned in the last 18 months, um, starting kind of a new journey for you? Uh, gosh, there's so many little ones, if I'm totally honest, that sure. I, and things that I didn't realize I was capable of doing that I ended up finding a way and just troubleshooting. I think that was one of the coolest things for me is I'd find a roadblock or well I wouldn't find it but they would just kind of hit my doorstep yeah. <laughs> it would find like, you <laughs> yeah they would find me as a boulder in the middle I'd, of the highway <laughs> I'd be like oh okay this is here so how am I going to get through this and just started researching finding a way and just honestly reaching out to 
um, my network of individuals and asking them questions and being okay with not knowing all the answers and asking, you know, and being open to having that dialogue. Um, I think there's learning to have that comfort with asking questions and um, discovering and finding a way, you know, because mm. there's like one of the things as I keep evolving, I want the best people surrounding me, not just with an in, in, intellectual knowledge but also energetic and just their vibe and everything just well-being and mm. you know everyone that's surrounding they they'll have their purpose to bring to the table and we all have our lane where we bring our strengths to each other you know and mm. i think it's creating that teamwork and camaraderie around the brand has been so exciting and fun mm. um and yeah, it's, it's, I think a big thing, uh, was understanding that I'm okay with the challenge and realizing it's, it's just learning, you know, mm. it's a lot of learning and adapting. You have to be very adaptable. <laughs> yeah, that's no, great. Yeah. So when, so my career first started out, I was actually a school teacher, taught fifth graders math. And which is hilarious. If you know, Matthew, he's teaching math. That's, that's comedy in and of yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you wouldn't want me teaching math. That's <laughs> and so <laughs> it, it was always interesting when I would, you know, start off the year and start talking to the kids about, okay, we need to study this and I need you to do this tonight at home. And they were like, well, how do we study? Like, what does that mean? Mm. What does that look like? What does that sound like? How long do I do it? Mm. And I think, you talked about learning new skills and I think if I've learned anything um, in the past, I don't know, 15 years of my career, it's that um, you have to learn to be adaptable. You have to, if you're, if you're a truck driver and that's what you want to do forever, there will be changing of truck drivers um, license getting, mm -hmm. I'm sure over the course of it. So if you try, if you say stuck in your, um, old ways of doing things, I think you're going to find that you kind of just get left behind. Mm. Do you find that to be true that you always have to keep learning something or you're just going to get, um, it's going to cost sea tiger and cost you professionally where you want to go. Uh, yeah, I think it would just, for me, I think if you're not willing to learn and to evolve, I, yeah, you'll get stuck in, if I didn't, wasn't willing to learn, I'd be stuck in what my mental state was in 2010 or 2020, uh, 2020, gosh, mm -hmm. no one could have expected what we had the past two years to have happened in 2018, you know, you, and you had to, create an open mind and learn the new climate and learn how to um, move about it, you know, and keep a positive headspace, which wasn't always easy with all these lockdowns and quarantines. You know, I, I had to sit in a room for two weeks in Australia just to compete, mm. you know, and for me as an individual, if anyone knows me, I'm a very active outdoors 
person. I don't sit still inside for more than when I sleep (laughs) (laughs) or I'm doing like emails and domestic work, you know, but for me, like that was a challenge, but I created a structure and I had a little process in there and I ended up loving it and coming on, coming through the other side, actually better. I thought, which was crazy. Um, I found out I was okay with solitude, (laughs) you know, and, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things, uh, you look at how far we've come as a society in 10, 15 years, you know, and you, and it's not a scary thing, but you just imagine and anyone who's creative or has any imagination, just imagine what 10 years down the line is going to look like and how you can, you know, create some of that reality and create what you want to within mm-hmm. those 10 years. And how can you do that? Um, and then for me, I, I mean, in 2020, 2019 yeah that was right before um late october 2019 i came home from portugal um with insane headaches from my concussion i couldn't comprehend or read it would take me an hour to read a page Mm. uh from a book and i couldn't comprehend it because i was skipping the lines i was just from the side effects of the head knock, you know, it was pretty scary. You know, I was in a very vulnerable state, not knowing really where, where, how to get out of it. Cause I've had multiple injuries, but for me, like the injury of your brain, something that operates a lot of different things Mm. was a very new one for me. Mm. And, you know, I just started Um, and some of the ways I started were very internal. I had to, you know, heal myself within, um, with headspace and just being present, which was, um, and being okay with being still. Um, and then as I was finally able to start reading, I read Jim Quick's book, Limitless and learning how to learn. And I've, I love the book Talent Code as well. Mm. Um, it dialogues about myelin theory. And um, for me, I, from all those things I took out of it, I'm like, you know what? I believe as humans, we are capable to rebuild everything. And how am I going to do that for myself? Mm. And so I just, I created small little steps. Like for me, I literally had little mantras I would meditate to create clarity in the chaos of my headspace that was at and composure, you know, and not judging what was happening, but observing what was happening to my headspace so I could gain control. And that was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's super, super helpful. Um, I, this has been really really great i i was just thinking to myself gosh i courtney sue i want to be when i grow up (laughs) so i i this is i our goal like i said was to just celebrate stories and we just uh, our company's goal is just 
to connect people. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, our tool is um, recruiting, but at the end of the day, it's about people. And um, you're going to inspire some folks. We're going to get this out to as many people as we can because your stories, it's worth hearing. So we really appreciate you jumping on here. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for having me. No, absolutely. Matthew, is there anything else? Yeah. How can um, anybody connect with you if they want to do that um, when this episode comes out? Uh, yeah, you guys, obviously, I'm always on social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Courtney Comog or C Tiger, which is at and then S-E-A-T-I-G-E-R. Or if you want to check out, you know, what I'm creating, ctiger.com. Um, yeah, and stay up to date with, you know, the adventures and endeavors and yeah, everything that's down the pipeline. <laughs> my uh, my next crazy ocean adventure is um, the escape from Alcatraz in San Fran next year. I'm doing that oh, with wow. a friend to swim because I I do triathlons. I got into triathlons. It was a it was a resolution in 2020. Um, and I have a that's friend incredible. for her. yeah. I'm excited. Uh, my wife's not too thrilled about it, but I have a friend that's turning 40, and that's what she wants to do. So we're gonna fly out there and do the do the swim from Alcatraz to shore. That will be such a cool experience. Um, It looks like quite the challenge, but it's definitely impossible. You'll you'll definitely accomplish it. (laughs) Yeah, I I may need you to just message my wife for me and just say, hey, he's going to be okay. It'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just think of warm thoughts in that frigid cold water and you'll get there in no time. (laughs) And you just keep moving and your body will stay hot. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Seriously, I forgot to ask you this. I was I had written this down though. Are you scared of sharks at all? Does that ever cross your mind? Um I'm more nervous of who's next to me in traffic on the freeway. Yeah. Like a shark. Yeah, a shark. I feel like, you know, we're in their territory and I just have a huge respect for them. And mm. I've done cageless uh diving with sharks and um you know they're very powerful but graceful creatures Mm. i think there's a lot of beauty to them um but yeah i mean i've been bumped by eight footers and some pretty big sharks in the lineup (laughs) and we don't have a lot of sharks in nashville yeah (laughs) yeah yeah definitely no sharks over there um at least not the animal ones (laughs) yeah right 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 Uh, but yeah no it's um it's definitely something that i have a respect for but i'm not afraid of you know you don't want to be thinking of what's under you 24 7 or else you'll end up wearing waves on your head (laughs) especially where the sharks are is usually the swells more um dangerous you know than Mm. the sharks yeah gosh that's wild Hey, again, I just, you've been through a lot, um, just with your family the last 24 hours. So thank you again so much for hopping on with us. Of course. It was, uh, really fun having a chat and yeah. Good luck with the Alcatraz swim. Appreciate Maybe. it. Appreciate it. Thanks. Courtney. Sweet. Thanks. Thank you so <laughs> right. much. You have a great have day. Have a good one, you guys. You too. See yeah. ya. Bye.